The Voice of the Cape, 91.3 FM Stereo. was 91.3 FM yeah, on the, the Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And of course Q&A, that is question and answer program for the next two hours from now until just before 8 o'clock inshallah. This evening we're going to uh, however start with questions that we received last week already, as I promised, that we will get those ones through first inshallah. And of course uh, joining us online he is in Cape Town. Welcome to the cold mother city. None other than the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain. Assalamu alaikum Mufti. Alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallah fikum. MashaAllah. House Mufti, did you bring lots of warm clothes with you? Alhamdulillah. When we left Johannesburg, then they told us it's a bad day and overcast. But when we landed here, it wasn't too bad. Even the pilot said things are clearing up, inshallah. So it wasn't too bad, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Well, Mufti, we go first uh, into our very first question. It says, Salams, my mother is illiterate and refused to turn the TV off during Maghrib. What must I do? I don't want to lose respect. All praise is due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Obviously, it is your mother, so you should make dua for her, Surah 17, verse 24, Rabbi rahamhuma kama rabbayani sagheera. O Almighty Allah, have mercy on my parents, age, and nurtured me whilst I was a baby. And then start ta'aleem in your house, although she's illiterate, but inshallah, when you start Riyadh Salihin, some hadith kitab, it will have an impact upon her. So you continue reading your salat and everything, and make dua for her, and start ta'aleem in your house, inshallah. Our number 021 and of course you can SMS us on the number 47913. And let me tell you now also, if you can send in a question, and you might be thinking, I'm going to drive, or I'm going to go somewhere, I won't be able to listen to the answer. Well, I've got news for you. All you need to do is log on to Iona FM. Go to our website, vocfm.co.za, and of course tomorrow, inshallah, this Q&A program will be on there. You can download it, listen to it in your own convenience. Uh, so that's the easy way to do it as well. Next question, Mufti, uh, is singing allowed in Islam? Singing, it depends on the content matter. If the content matter is good, like poetry and so forth, so that is fine, there's no problem. But if the content and the lyric is something that is against Islam, then obviously it will not be permissible. However, we have to draw a distinction. One is singing and one is musical instruments. So musical instruments are not permissible, but singing would be permissible, provided that the contents are also good. This question, Mufti, is it permissible to work at a certain retail store? It's a clothing retail and they sell food as well. Uh, but one of the uh, main shareholders is one of the major banks in South Africa. When you are working there, you are not working directly for the bank, but one of the owners or directors belongs to the bank. But for you to work there will be totally permissible because you don't have to worry about him only. There are many other shareholders, so that will be permissible and acceptable. I'm not married, but I have a baby with a foreigner and help him with his papers. He went overseas and impregnated his wife again, and I no longer want him to live with us. Am I wrong, Mufti? Obviously that you are learning the very, very better way that he just used you like a spare wheel 
and he impregnated you, and now he's got a child with you, and so forth. So obviously there's no blame and sin on the child. The child is masoom and innocent. The lineage of the illegitimate child will go to the mother. You need to sever all ties with that person because now he's not interested in you. He just wants to use you as a spare wheel. You need to repent and turn to Almighty Allah because what you committed is a major, major sin and ask Almighty Allah for forgiveness. Now, Mufti, if my boyfriend embraces Islam, can he keep his Christian name? If your person with whom you are having an affair embraces Islam, then first thing you should tell him that you need to get married as soon as possible. Boyfriend, girlfriend in Islam is not acceptable. Then it depends which type of name he has. For example, if his name is David, then that is fine because David is Dawood. Or, for example, if his name is Moses, so that's Musa, so that's fine. So we need to look at the meaning of that name there. If it is against Islam, then he'll have to change his name, but he can maintain and retain his surname. There's no problem with that. The voice of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein answering all of your questions. And of course, this is 91.3 FM, the voice of the Cape with myself, Muhammad Zain Majid. To send in your questions, easy ways to do it. Phone us 021 We take it off air. Or simply SMS us to the number 47913. That is 47913. <clears throat> well, the next question, Mufti. It says, Mufti, I got a proposal and he's still attending school. I'm only 16. The boy who's 19, alhamdulillah, is stable. Yet the date is set for only if to have the wedding is only in two years' time. We'll get comments from Mufti after this. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. We continue with uh, Q&A uh, on 91.3 FM. That's on uh, The Voice of the Cape. And, of course, taking your calls on 021 And, of course, the SMS line is 47913. And remember, SMSs are charged at 150. Question we uh, posed to Mufti before the break. It says, I got a proposal and is still attending school. I'm 16. The boy is 19, alhamdulillah. He's stable. Yet the date set for the wedding is only in two years' time. Mufti's comment? Obviously, in a case like this, what you need to do, my young sister, is this. Read the following dua. Allahumma khirli wa khtarli. Allahumma, oh beloved Allah, khirli. You select the best for me, wa khtarli, and you choose for me. If you are happy, your parents are happy, the boys' party is happy, then alhamdulillah, you can carry on. But you know to keep it and delay it for two, two years, that definitely is not a good idea. So my advice to you, speak to your parents. If you feel that you want to settle before that and they're happy, then you should settle as soon as possible. Now, Mufti, can we give zakah to a blood brother or sister? To give zakat to brothers, sisters, uncle, aunties, nephews, nieces is permissible with two conditions. They must be Muslim and they must be poor. To give our parents, grandparents, children, grandchildren, that is not permissible. Mufti, uh, can Mufti please advise whether Muslims in Akhirah will we know each other as brother and sister, husband and wife and parent and child, etc.? Alhamdulillah, the Quran Kareem answers that. Wa alhaqna bihim zuriyatahum. All Mekta Allah will join all our family members together, and there in Jannah and Paradise, there'll be no animosity, no rancor, no malice, no hatred. Everyone will live happily ever after. Well, our number 021 and of course our SMS line number 47913, that is 47913. Now, Mufti, do you need to make the ikama if you salah alone or if you make salah with your wife only? If you are making salah with your wife or your children, then you should give the adhan and the ikama if the area you are you can't hear the azan. But if you can hear the azan, then the ikama alone will suffice. And if you are reading and performing salat alone, then you don't have to worry of azan or ikama. Now, a Muslim man gets married to a non-Muslim lady who tells her husband that she will revert later. She then changes her mind and tells him that she is not going to become Muslim. Is this marriage still acceptable, Mufti? 
when this person married a non-Muslim lady, so in Islam that marriage is null and void, and she fooled and deceived him, and therefore afterwards she said, no, she will not embrace Islam. So in a case like that, that person was involved in fornication and adultery, Allah forbid. So in a case like this, he needs to make a lot of dua and beg Almighty Allah for forgiveness and make tawbah sincerely. Next question, some advice from Mufti. I'd like to know your um, Mufti's vision. Read this question. My son-in-law is giving my daughter a hard time as that he treats his wife's children like nothing as he just gives them what he thinks is good enough for them uh, regarding food, clothes. They get deprived of most things. They're entitled to as he must work for his sister's daughter that's studying in in another place mother and father forces him to see them this girl they must have everything the dunya offers but his wife and children must take a back seat mufti's comments please obviously what the son-in-law is doing or that the husband is doing is totally incorrect you need to rectify it, brother, and remember the Qur'an Kareem, Allah Ta'ala commands every husband, irrespective of where we are staying, وَعَاشِرُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Surah number 4, Surah Nisa, verses 19 and 20 also goes on. But anyway, you need to treat your wife with love and respect. How you want someone to treat your daughter or your sister when they get married, and now it is a case of your priorities being upside down. Now, because your parents are saying that you must support A, B, C, X, Y, Z person, you are neglecting and shirking your responsibilities regarding your wife and your children. That is incorrect. Remember that your father is also responsible, and your mother also is responsible, and you cannot become so much, you know, that you forget your own wife and your own children in the process. You feel that your loyalty lies only with your parents that's incorrect brother she can indeed and then there's a person with a last four digits uh, 0857 says Muhammad Zain you're not reading my question to Mufti I've seen this question three times already I don't see a question this is the only SMS that I'm seeing from you that you sent in last week I don't see your question if you can just resend your question perhaps this evening now Mufti if a lady can't attend the Eid prayers must she perform two Nafal Salah at home Remember that each salat is not compulsory upon the ladies. So according to the Shafi'is, if she reads it at home, so then it is fine. There's no problem with that. She does not have to come to the Eidgah or the Muswalla or anywhere because each salat is not compulsory. Even if she doesn't read it at home, there's no sin upon her. Next question, I embrace Islam and my mother uh, sells alcohol. Is it permissible for me to still go and visit her? If your mother is a non-Muslim and you embrace Islam and your mother is selling alcohol, yes, you must still keep ties with her. The Quran Kareem states, وَصَاحِبُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا You are a Muslim or a Muslima, you embrace Islam. So show your mother the beauty of Islam. In Islam, there's no wine, there's no swine. We are the most sober people on this earth. You know when she is in a good mood and so forth. And explain to her she is causing harm to herself. She is causing harm to society. And in Islam, the entire industry of alcohol is condemned from A to Z. And remember the Quran, Kareem calls it Ritsum min amali shaitan. It is impure, the handiwork of shaitan. The hadith of Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad sallallahu said, Al-Khamru ummul fawahish, ummul khabaith. It is a mother of all vices. So when she is in a good mood, you should engage her. So don't cut off ties with her. Rather show her the beauty of Islam and keep the lines of communication open with her. Our number 021442330 or of course you can SMS us to the number 47913 that is 47913 remember we'll have the program this evening until just before 8 o'clock inshallah very shortly in the next two minutes we'll be breaking for Maghrib let's take one more question it says Mufti my husband is of the age 60 he gave up his work does not nafakami for 34 years received a small inheritance and payout I asked do you have any money he says no it's finished this really hurts and because I'm forced to work despite my bad health to see to the needs. Please advise, Mufti. 
Obviously, it's a sad, sad scenario. What your husband is doing is he's sitting on his laurels and thinking of Hadi, and he wants you to work, and then he will just carry on with life and so forth. So what you need to do is give him an ultimatum. Tell him if he doesn't start working, then you will go to the honorable ulama and the imams or the organizations you have confidence in, and you will apply for a fasakh and annulment of marriage because you have valid grounds for fasakh and annulment. When the husband does not nafaka and give maintenance to his wife and children, so he is shirking his responsibilities. And in your case, honorable sister, it seems that this is going on for years and years. So give him that ultimatum and that might shock him up. She can indeed the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain. Maybe we can just squeeze in one more. That's a question that I referred to earlier. For that listener, I got a question. Mufti, are all types of music haram except uh, most kasidas uh, these days are recited with music? And Mufti, please comment. My advice to you, brother, is if you know English only, then read the book Slippery Stone by Khalid Beg. If you know Arabic, then read the work by Sheikh Albani, Taharimu Alati Tarb. And if you know Urdu, then Azad Mufti Shafi Saab, Rahimamullah, who was the Grand Mufti of Pakistan, wrote a book, Islam or Musiki. Regarding the Qasidas and everything else, if it is with a duff, duff is like a tambourine, there's no jingles, then that will be acceptable. But if it is with any other musical instrument, then that is not permissible. Today, 99% of what is being played and, or, you know, in so forth, in jalsas or whatever. So then, definitely, that is mm-hmm. not the duff in most instances, so it will not be permissible. Shikhan, indeed, the voice of Mufti Abdul Qadr Hussain, we're going to break for Maghrib now, inshallah. Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Back to the program that is, of course, a Q&A on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Mohammed Zain Machit, and of course, continue taking your calls on 021 442530. That's 021 442530. And of course, uh, the other way to do it, the easy way, is of course, you SMS us to the number 47913. 47913. And as I said earlier on, that uh, of course, I uh, have uh, uh, first done the questions that we did. Uh, last week the sms's that we received that we couldn't cover because we were only on for an hour well i've covered all of those sms's and asked those questions to mufti and now we continue with this evening's sms's joining us on the line once again mufti abdul qadr hussein we go first to our first question in this round it says mufti can muslims take part in horse shows with their horses for prizes If people have horses and they breed them and so forth, all that is fine. But once you start taking them for gambling purposes and prize shows and all that, because now you'll be part of the gambling industry, then obviously that will not be permissible. Uh, Next question, Mufti Mufti, please explain what does uh, Shias mean and can a person travel with them to Makkah? Remember, traveling is not within your control because you're going to go by plane. So now if you book a ticket and they book a ticket, so obviously you can't stop them. But if you mean that you want to go with their package, no, that is not permissible. Remember, everything of ours, whether it's the hudu, whether it's salat, whether it's fasting, whether it's hajj, everything is different compared to the Shias. So therefore, for us, the Ahlu Sunnah, to go with the Shias on their package, they're definitely not permissible. Indeed. Now, Mufti, the next question was, um, can I near for... Hanafi hudu when I go to places where it is difficult to take hudu. Probably this person is a Shafi, Imam. 
Uh, you know, if you are speaking about you are going for Umrah, you are going for Hajj and so forth. So there, obviously, we will strongly recommend our Shafi brothers and sisters to make the intention of the Hanafis because, you know, during Tawaf time and so forth, definitely there will be some touching between the male and the female or in Safa and Marwa and Sa'i and so forth. So when the crowds are very, very big, so therefore, if at that time, because of need, necessity, you follow the Hanafi school, so that will be permissible, there's no problem with that. Well, I will take your questions on the SMS line 47913, that is 47913, and remember we'll be on until exactly 8 o'clock this evening, inshallah, so there's still lots of time for you to send through your SMSs, uh, in fact, lots of time for us to answer, so you need to send those uh, through right now on 47913. Uh, next question, can my husband be my sister's mahram if we're all going on Hajj, Mufti? No, definitely not permissible. You must remember that after you pass away, he can marry you, or if he divorces you, Allah forbid, then he can marry your sister. So your sister and your husband are strangers to one another, so your husband cannot be the mahram for your sister. Definitely not permissible. Mufti, is it permissible to make kurban on a deceased family member? You will not be making qurbani for a deceased family member. What you will call it is isali sawab, meaning that you will slaughter the goat or the sheep and say, Oh, Almighty Allah, the reward of this animal should go to this person and that person. And that can be done any time of the year. You don't have to wait for Zul Hijjah or anything. You do it tomorrow, you do it in the weekend. So that's fine and permissible, no problem with that. Next question, interesting. It says, I'm married for six years now and my husband seems to be out of love with me. How do I get him to love me again, Mufti? Obviously that you and your husband need to have a heart-to-heart chat and ask him how come all the light and all the glitter of this marriage has become so dumb now. So in that way you need to be honest to one another and you know I give you the six, seven prescriptions normally or the recipes for the ladies. Make salam to one another. Awala dullukum ala shayin idha fa'altumuhu tahababtum. So Allah will make your home into a dar salam, a home of peace and tranquility. Then give gifts to one another, smile with one another, give one another affectionate names, share the utensils with one another, and make dua together. Tonight is Laylatul Jumu'ah, so you, a husband and wife, sit together and say, Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata ayun. O Almighty Allah, grant us such spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes, and you want the marriage to be enhanced, the love to be enhanced. So read, Ya Wadud, Ya Wadud, Almighty Allah commands us in the Noble Quran, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ الْحُسْنَى فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا Almighty Allah has wonderful, beautiful names, so invoke and call Almighty Allah by His names. So in that way, inshallah, your marriage will become stable and loving again. Now, Mufti, Muslims abandon salah so casually for no real reason. Is that not a major sin, even worse than zina? Definitely, that according to some jurists like Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, when a person misses and abandons their salat deliberately, intentionally, such a person goes out of the fall of Islam and his marriage is broken, and such a person should not be buried in a Muslim graveyard, although that is not the verdict of majority scholars, but it is a major, major sin. Therefore, it is compulsory upon every Muslim male and female who is sane and mature that five times a day we have to perform our salat on time. Sure, indeed, our number 021-442-3530, Muhammad Fasih taking your calls off air. And of course, uh, the other easy way is, of course, all you do is simply SMS us to the number 47913. That is 47913. I embrace Islam and my mother, oh, that one we've asked already. My girlfriend wants to get married to a non-Muslim. Is there a sheikh or a learned person that will marry her? She is a practicing Muslim, Mufti. Remember, for a Muslim lady to get married to any non-Muslim man is not permissible, whether it's a Christian or a Jew or Hindu or any faith, because all Allah states in Surah 60, Surah Mumtahina, 
without the parents permission after asking for several times now the male is a good muslim and was married before but parents refused for the daughter to get married what happens in such a situation mustafa nabi muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam said la nikaha illa bi wali in the authentic hadith in tirmidhi nasai ibn majah abu dawood that the nikah is not valid without the consent of the wali the guardian the father and your father is justified in telling you sister you cannot marry this person he was married before he divorced his wife or what happened so your father and your family are looking at your best interest you are only looking at your emotions and desires so no sister take your duas of your parents and don't disappoint them and you must take their consent otherwise your nikah is null and void and that is the verdict of majority scholars the shafi'is the maliki's the hanbalis Here's a question from a sister that's very sad. She says, my husband of 12 years has left me with three children. Uh, please give me some advice on what to decide to ease the pain and to remove the desire and love for him. Please, Mufti. Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla has placed us here on this earth and is a trial and a test. You should read Surah 21, Surah Anbiya, verse 87. La ilaha illa anta subhanaka inni kuntu minal zalimin. Truly there is none worthy of worship but you, O oh Allah. Everlasting glory, perfection for you. Inni kuntu minal zalimin. I am from the wrongdoers. What your husband did is totally haram and not permissible. He just abandoned you and the children. You should go to court and get him charged and make sure that he pays the maintenance for the children because to leave you like this in the lurch definitely unacceptable. And if his whereabouts are not known, then you contact the people who give out zakat. There are so many organizations. Then they will assist you and your children, inshallah. Inshallah. Our number for 021442350. That's 021442350. And of course, our SMS line number 47913. That is 47913. And remember, if you send in a question, you're not able to listen to the program right now. You've got to go do something. Uh, there's a convenient way to do it. You simply go to on our website, vocfm.co.za. You'll see their banner, I own FM. Click on there. Uh, Q&A will be on there tomorrow, inshallah, and you can listen back to the program. You can download it. You can send the link to someone that uh, you think needs to listen to the program. All you need to do is go to our website, I own There's a banner there. Click on there, and you will see all of the list of programs. You go to Q&A and, of course, the date that's it. So that's uh, for your convenience. Up to our next uh, question, it says, Salam, is it permissible, Mufti, to work at a brewery where beer is made and bottled even though you're not even touching the wine remember that anything to do with alcohol in islam is totally condemned and not permissible so for a muslim to work at a brewery even if you are not touching it is still haram the income will be haram and we must stay away from such places because these are the places that people then they will be selling it and half the people get drunk and we all know the consequences quran kareem has condemned alcohol the hadith of nabi alayhi salam has condemned it Therefore, brothers, sister, to work there definitely haram and not permissible. Now, if you can, one pray. I suppose a person is referring to making salah in English, and read Quran in English, and make du'a in English. If you want to make du'a in English, that is fine. There's no problem in the starting. Just praise Almighty Allah, Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Then read durood, salawat, salutations upon Nabiul Mustafa, sallallahu alaihi And then you speak to Allah in English, Afrikaans, or whatever you is. There's no problem with that. 
However, when it comes to Salat, you cannot read it in English or Afrikaans. It must be in Arabic. Similarly, when it comes to Quran, Quran is Inna Jalnahu Quran and Arabia. If you are going to read the Quran in English or Afrikaans, that is not Quran, that is a translation of the Quran. So the Kalam and the speech of Almighty Allah is in Arabic. So my brother, you should learn that, or sister, and then you'll be reading the speech of Almighty Allah, which is in Arabic. Now, Mufti, can any person go on Hajj and their children are drug addicts, their house is not in order, the children steal from them, steal from each other, and even swears to their parents they are rude and have no respect. Will your Hajj be accepted if everything is upside down at your house, Mufti? My advice to these parents, if they are accredited and they have the means to go, their money is there, then they should go for Hajj and make a lot of dua in Makkah, Mukarramah, Mina, Arafat, Muzdalifa, Medina, Munawwara, and cry to all, Allah, Surah 46, Surah Ahqaf, verse number 15, 1, 5, All Almighty Allah, bring about reform, goodness in my children. Obviously, the parents must be concerned that their children are stealing and they're on drugs and what have you. Now, you can't say that, no, they can't go for Hajj, because Hajj is a compulsory upon them, so they have to go. And Mustafa, Nabi Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, the hadith in Abu Dawood, Man arad al Once you made intention for Hajj, you should go. So obviously, that the children are upside down, but that does not mean the parents must not go for Hajj. They must go for the Hajj and cry and beg Almighty Allah. Inshallah, if they are sincere, Almighty Allah will accept their duas and the children also will change. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, please give some advice on the issue of Muslim married women attending Christmas parties and end-of-year parties uh, uh, and other work functions, Mufti? Obviously, we are Muslims and we must always project and promote our own identity. For us, our celebrations are Eid al-Fitr after Ramadan on the 1st of Shawwal and Eid al-Adha on the 10th of Zilhijjah. All other festival celebrations like Christmas, New Year, Diwali, all that are no-go areas and not permissible for us. We must remember that we are putting our faith in a jeopardy because now those people will be singing and they'll be speaking of Jesus or Son of God and things like that. We can lose our faith in all these type of things. So definitely it is not permissible. In fact, the fatwa of Sayyidina Umar radiallahu an in Bayhaqi, the Hadith Kitab, Ijtanibu a'ada Allah fi idihim, stay far, far away from the enemies of Allah during their festivals and celebrations. Indeed, the voice there of Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein on the Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. And of course, uh, the Voice of the Cape, uh, send us your questions via SMS on the number 47913. That is 47913. And of course, SMSs are charged at only 1.50. Now, Mufti, my son wants to marry a Christian woman at court only. When the lady was asked if she would embrace Islam, she replied that she would not. What must he do, Mufti? In a case like that, it is not permissible for your son or anybody else to marry this Christian lady. She made it clear she does not want to embrace Islam now or in the future. So in a case like that, it is not permissible. Even Sheikh Yusuf Khardawi, the famous scholar in the Arab world, has passed this fatwa that in his fatwa muasara, that for a Muslim male to marry a Jewess or a Christian lady in this day and age is not permissible. And you look at the practicality itself, my brother, I give you three things. Let's say you get married and she is not very much concerned of her religion, then she will bring wine and swine in your house. How can you accept that? Second is, if she is concerned of her religion, after one, two years you have children, she will bring your children up as Christian or Jew. So how can you accept that? And third one, if we allow this wholesale, what will happen to our Muslim ladies? So therefore, it is not permissible in this day and this age for our Muslim men to marry the Christian or Jewish lady. Now, Mufti, my daughters want to leave school. They're in grade 9 and grade 10 to study for an alima. Now, is this advisable to study, um, or rather, should they do their matric first? I would like them to also be independent, Mufti. 
My advice to them that if they want to study to be alima and so forth, you should encourage them. And if they want to continue with the secular studies and matric and all that they can do that with via correspondence, there's no problem with that. But now the God is burning desire to study the deen. So you as parents should encourage them to study the deen. And as far as their matric and that go, they can study via correspondence. Now, Mufti, what is the ruling on a divorced woman with children who must support her? In the when the husband gave her divorce, then during the idnet period, the, the onus and responsibility is on the husband that he has to maintain and support her. And after the idnet is finished, if that lady's father is living, then the father is responsible. Mustafa, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, wonderful, beautiful hadith. No father, mother wants their daughter to come back, you know, as a divorcee. But Mustafa, Alaihi said, if they come back, that is khayru sadaqa. You, father, that is the best charity you can give to your daughter who is mutallaqa. If the father is not dead, and maybe she has sons and so forth who are working, so then they should spend on their mother. And if she doesn't have a son, she doesn't have a father, then her brother and her uncle. And if there's no one, then the community should assist her with the cut money. The Voice of the Cape, and of course, continue sending us your SMSs for this Q&A program to 47913. That is 47913. And of course, uh, we still have until 8 o'clock, inshallah, to answer all of your questions. In between that, we'll break for Aisha at about, uh, say, just before, say, 7.37. And of course, thereafter, we will continue with another 10 minutes of Q&A that will take us up to 8 o'clock. So send us your SMSs to the number 47913. Now, I have tried to for five years to fight my homosexual problem and it has not gone away. What can I do to get help? Please advise me I am attracted to the same sex. Uh, am I a sinner? I'm a male of 30. We get comments from Mufti after this. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. <laughs> Well, my number in studio, 021-442-3530. And of course, uh, the SMS line number, which is so easy, it's, uh, you remain anonymous. Uh, you simply SMS us on the number 47913. That is 47913. Well, the question we posed, Mufti, just before the break, it says, Salam, I have tried for five years to fight my homosexual problem, and it has not gone away. What can I do to get help? Uh, please advise, I'm attracted to the same sex. Am I a sinner? I'm a male of 30 years old, Mufti. Obviously, brother, you must remember you need serious help, and you know homosexuality is a major, major sin in Islam. So what you need to do is the following three things. Daily try and wake up for tahajjud salat, and make sure you are reading your five-time salat, and then you make dua. Allahumma jannibni al-fawahisha ma'adhahara minha wa ma'abatwan. Oh, Almighty Allah, you save me from all immorality and obscenity and lewdness, whether it is the external or the internal. Third one, you should try, start fasting. And fourth one, speak to a sheikh or a learned imam and remember, sever all ties with all the homosexuals because the more you're going to mingle and associate with them, then the more you will be attracted to them. So you will have to take decision, brother. And one thing I want to tell you, remember that you can only change and nobody can make you change. Inna Allah la yughayyiru ma biqawmin hatta yughayyiru ma bianfusihim. Verily, Almighty Allah will not change the plight of a people until they change within themselves. So don't come with that argument that say God and Allah created me like this, Allah forbid, so I'll continue. No. Say it is your own weakness and therefore you will fight it, you will address it and overcome it, inshallah. Islam teaches us not to judge others, but rather to judge ourselves. Indeed, Mufti, now my husband is an illegitimate child. His parents didn't uh, inform him. What is my right as a wife or his, what happens to the, the inheritance one day, Mufti? 
You must remember you continue with your marital life with your husband. You'll have children, inshallah. You'll continue as normal. When his mother, that is your mother-in-law, passes away, then your husband, he's the son, he will inherit. When he passes away, then his mother will inherit. You will inherit as a wife. The children will inherit. His father, in inverted commas, will not inherit. And if and when his father dies before him, predeceases him, then too he, your husband, will not inherit. However, to the father, I will appreciate and I will appeal to him, you made one mistake already, a major, major mistake. So what you should do is, first in Islam, we have burial funeral expenses. Second, we have the deaths of the deceased. Third, we have wasiyah. So wasiyah is for nine years. So this son of yours, illegitimate, will not inherit. But you could bequeath for him, make wasiyah for him up to one-third. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 percent you can leave for him. So leave something for him that will be at least a good gesture on your part. Next question, uh, SMS that came through, Mufti. It says, um, my husband and I got mar- married when I found out that I was two months pregnant, but uh, we apart since the baby was born, but he didn't uh, nafaka or phone or nothing. Are we still married, Mufti? You must remember that if you got married when you were two months pregnant, then according to majority scholars, the Shafi's, Maliki's, Hanbali's, the child is illegitimate. And thereafter, your husband left you. So if he did not pronounce the word talaq or divorce or he did not write it out, then you are still a husband and wife. And if he's not giving you or your child nafaka and so forth, then in that case there what you should do, go to the ulama, MJC or any organization and you apply for fasakh and annulment of the marriage. Mufti, how should I treat my son? I got married or rather... Um, how should I treat my son if he got married and became Christian and seems to think that he's better off since because he was on drugs and um, couldn't find a job and now he is off the drugs and working. We tried to speak to him, but he seems not to be interested in our plea in getting him to his senses, Mufti. What you must do in this case is you, the entire family, must totally excommunicate him and you must cut off and sever all ties with him because now he has become, unfortunately, Allah forbid, a murtad and now the Christians will always give him a job and so forth because they want to take people that side there. So that is what they, the whole operation of theirs and methodology of theirs but you as a family need to hate the action and cry to Almighty Allah, Ya Allah, this is our son, this is our brother, bring him back into the fall of Islam and in that way, inshallah, Almighty Allah's mercy will envelope him. Never lose hope in the mercy of Allah, but for six months, one year, as long as he remains by that, you must sever all ties with him. Now, Mufti, can my husband say that he hates his family for what they did to him? He says he can't take them everything uh, coming out of his mouth is negative and never say that not even a glass of water how do I remedy this not even Ramadan uh, soften his heart Mufti please uh, some advice what you must tell your husband sister tonight is Laylatul Jumu'ah the night of Friday so after Isha when he comes back you open the Quran Kareem Surah 47 Surah Muhammad remember the reference sister Surah chapter 47, the surah's name, Surah Muhammad, and show him the verses 22 and 23. For Imam Amsurta said that the next majority to do and so forth, and that that is wrong in Islam. You can't say you've got nothing to do with your family. That is wrong. It's your father, it's your mother, it's your brother, sister. Yes, they might have done wrong to you, but two wrongs don't make a right, and now you are severing ties totally with them. So look at Surah 47, verses 22, 23. And tufsidu fil ardi, you could cause mischief, mayhem on this earth. Watukatti warhamakum and sever the family ties. Ulaika ladina la'anahumullah. Those are the people Allah's curses upon them. Allah makes them spiritually deaf and makes them spiritually blind. So imagine, do you want the curse of Allah, brother, just to fulfill your ego? No, say, I will show them I'm a better Muslim, that they treated me badly, but I will treat them good, and inshallah, they also will change for the better. 
Shukran indeed. Move to our next question. I hope I send and I understand it correctly. It says, Muhammad Zain, your program that you have with Molana Daud Samson. Um, this lady is asking whether it would be permissible for us to have a program almost like a Muslim uh, Cupid show, Mufti, in the future that would uh, introduce good pious men to single ladies, almost like a halal Cupid show, because there's such a lot of Muslim women and the SMSs are like herself that is lonely seeking for a good Muslim man. Mufti? That one was your more Dawood Samson fly, you know, say, say, Nama Samson, you know, he had a Delilah off, you know, and he's my student off, you know, so anyway, me, I can't run a show like that, you know, for me, dangerous, but remember, more Dawood Muskan is all right, you know, so, and what you should do, brother Mohamed Zain, put it there to the VOC board, you know, and see, maybe you can run something, help the brothers, sisters, I don't know, the last time I think that the people, you should tell me in Cape Town is one to six or one to eight, the ratio, for one male and for so many females. So maybe it can be a great service, but it must be run properly. It must not be a dating show or a club show and all that. Uh, inshallah. I must uh, speak to Maulana. Maybe we can have our own Cupid, inshallah. Uh, well, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM, uh, that is, of course, uh, VOC FM 91.3. Send us your SMSs to the number 47913. Next question, Mufti. It says, my husband does not have any marital relations or any affection. He blames it on him. He's working hard for his family. Do I have any recourse as uh, this has been going on for many years now? Live from Cape Town, this is the voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. The voice of the Cape. Well, we continue now with our program that is, of course, Q&A on the Voice of the Cape with myself, Mohammed Zain Machit, and answering all of your questions, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Our SMS line number 47913. The question we posed, Mufti, before the break, it says, my husband does not have any marital relations or any affections. He blames it on his working hard for his family. Do I have any recourse as this has been going on for many years now, Mufti? Obviously, what your husband is doing is zulm and oppression and tyranny. He must understand that Almighty Allah Azawajallah, has taught us hukukullah and hukukulibad, the rights of the Creator and the rights of creation. That's a very feeble excuse to say that he's working so hard that when he comes home, then he is so tired and retired that he just wants to sleep. He doesn't have time for his wife. He doesn't have time for children. He doesn't have time for the conjugal rights. Obviously, all that is a major sin. What you need to do is tell him to redraw up his timetable and at least weekends and so forth. He must give you all time as a family if weekdays he is working so hard. Shukran indeed. Uh, Mufti, is growing a beard based on a hadith or recommendation of the Nabi Sallallahu or the fact that the Nabi Sallallahu grew a beard and did the Nabi Sallallahu keep his head shaven as well, Mufti? Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu commanded the men of this ummah to keep the beard. The hadith is mentioned in Bukhari Sharif. And remember that every Nabi, every prophet had the beard. Almighty Allah tells us in the Noble Quran, so Almighty Allah has guided the prophets and messengers, so we should follow in their footsteps. And Hazrat Shaykh Muhammad Zakaria, rahmatullahi, one of the great scholars of hadith who passed away in Medina Munawwara, has written a book on hujubu i'fa lihya in Arabic, and the ta'aliq and the footnotes of it was by the Grand Mufti of Saudi Arabia previously, Shaykh Abdul Aziz bin Abdullah bin Baz, rahimahullah. So people who know Arabic should should read that it's a wonderful book now Mufti, when a husband talks about uh, another wife constantly in a joke uh, and, uh, and the wife also replies in a joke say yes take a wife because he keeps on on this uh, giving anyone I gave him does this mean that I gave him permission to take another wife even if it wasn't a joke Mufti you must tell him Allah Ta'ala states make a note of this all you sisters that's Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 3. Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 3. 
All these husbands who speak about taking second wife, whether they're speaking seriously or whether they are jokingly, you must tell them all, my teller says, if you cannot do justice, then one wife only. That is what all my teller says. So obviously he can't use that against you because he was joking. So you also just said, yes, yeah, go ahead and say, and remember that if he see, goes ahead, then he will see many times stars during the daytime also. Because you must remember, today is not easy. Financially is not easy. Physically is not easy. And he will be in between. And he won't know which way to turn then. Can Mufti, next question. A listener wants to know, can Mufti please give a dua for more rizik? Read Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu. Basit means, O oh Allah, you are the one who increased the risk. And read Salat and Istighfar abundantly. All Maitya Allah states in the Noble Quran, Yursiri Sama Alaykum Midrara, Wa Yumdidukum Bi Amwalu Wa Baneen. Allah will increase your wealth and children when you make Istighfar. And when you read Salat, Quran Kareem states, Wa Amur Ahlaka Bi Salati Wastabir Alayha. La nas'aluka rizqa Nahnu narzukuk When a person reads Salat He makes his family read Salat We are not asking you for any risk And sustenance Quran says Nahnu narzukuk Allah Ta'ala spoke of risk After speaking about Salat So it shows that Salat also has a great impact On increasing our risk inshallah Now Mufti Is a Muslim allowed to perform Salat In a Nasara or a Hindu's house when you are not related even? If a person, for example, is on a journey or a person is in such a place that, you know, if he doesn't read Salat there, then the Salat will expire or become Qadha and that place is clean. There is no statues there, there is no impurity there and so forth. Then if you read Salat there, your Salat will be valid. But remember, if you have alternative venues, then you must go to the alternative venue and not read Salat there. And if there are statues there, idols there, then it's haram to read Salat there, obviously. Now, Mufti, I'm making lots of dua uh, day and night uh, for help from Allah, but it doesn't seem to get any easier for me. What else must I do? This is a test from all, Maitya Allah, whenever a person makes dua and he or she feels their dua is not accepted immediately, one of three things will happen. Either the dua gets accepted in this world, either a calamity that was coming towards that person now is diverted from that person, or third, all Maitya Allah will give that person something better in the year after. So you, my brother, sister, continue with the dua. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. Never lose hope in the mercy and rahmah of all Allah. Mufti, flowers, uh, are they permitted at the Kabristan? If not, why? When we speak of flowers, then that is not permissible in the graveyard for three reasons. Number one is imitating the non-Muslim culture. Number two, it is waste of money and so forth. And third one, when we study the seerah of Mustafa Nabi Wasallam, he took a twig and he put it there on the grave. So if people put a twig or something like this, that's fine. But to put flowers and to put bouquets and all that, definitely is unacceptable. Uh, Mufti, I am one of the older brothers. Is it my duty to keep contact with the younger brothers or is it uh, their duty? Both of you should keep contact with one another. You as the elder brother, you should not wait for them. Take the initiative like the father and show them what is respect, what is family ties. And you, the younger brothers, you all should treat your elder brother as your father now if your father has passed away. So the junior brothers, see how Mustafa Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam encapsulated in beautiful hadith. And if you open Mishka Sharif, Riyadh Salihin, you will find it. You, the elder one, show mercy to the younger one. And you, the younger one, show respect to the elder one. So if we don't do that, then we are not part of this ummah. So you, the elder brother, show mercy, compassion to your younger brother. You, the younger brother, show respect and honor to your elder brother. See, this is Islam. Always promote Islam in its beauty.
Shukran indeed. Our number 021-442-3530. Or you can SMS us to the number 47913. That is 47913. Now, Mufti, can the Hajj spelt the Jamarat after Fajr, the days of Tashriq? Remember that on the 11th, on the 12th, on the 13th, there is ijma among the scholars on the 11th and 12th. It must be after Zawal. And in the morning is not permissible. And that is the verdict of all four schools. And on the 13th, which is an optional day, we must remember that majority scholars say even on that day it must be pelted after Zawal. And that is what we do. We normally stay the extra day and we tell all the hajis, we're going to pelt after we read Zohar and then we pelt and then we go to Azizia or Makkah, wherever the people have to go. It's only Imam Abu Hanifa who says it's permissible in the morning, but makru. So therefore, 11th and 12th, definitely not permissible. Today, some ulama are looking for loopholes and so forth. But remember, Imma Arba'a, the four schools, or no one allows it in the morning on the 11th and 12th of Zilhijjah. Shukran indeed, Mufti. Now, next question it says, Mufti is practicing three days and four months bid'ah, tablikh jabat artib. Remember that if a person's father, mother, somebody passed away, so what should we do? We are now in the beautiful city of Cape Town where we have the two oceans. Somebody is drowning. Mustafa salam gave that terrible example, al-mawta kal-gharik al-mutagawit, that the deceased are like a drowning person shouting for help. So our job is to do good for them every day, not only after three days, 40 days, 100 days. So make dua for them daily, give charity for them daily, read the Quran, read Surah Yasin for them daily. You can't say, no, the Tabligh Jamaat, they say, go out for three days and 40 days. So therefore, remember when the Tabligh Jamaat, they go out for three days, 40 days. So that is now for their self-reformation. Yeah, this is now you want to transfer the sawab. So you must do the sawab every day. So therefore, there's no such thing as three days, 40 days in this case. Shukran indeed, uh, Mufti, we're going to leave it uh, there for now, inshallah. We're going to break and, of course, we will continue. Live from Cape Town, this is the Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself Muhammad Zain Machid and of course in the next few minutes uh, we will be having the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein and I can tell you safely tell you that uh, if my, ma- my mathematics is correct we have received close to 150 SMSs uh, this evening with uh, questions for the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein that's besides uh, the calls uh, that we have received and of course uh, we've got a few more minutes left uh, with uh, Mufti and of course uh, we will take this program up to 8 o'clock this evening so you can still SMS us on 47913 but as I said earlier on um, like I started this program this evening with questions that we got uh, last week and uh, we put it first in the queue this evening but of course um, the same because we only have two hours if we maybe had four hours I think we would have been able to actually answer all of the questions but unfortunately we only have two hours so we couldn't complete all the questions but what we're going to do is we should be able to uh, um, uh, answer a few more questions inshallah so what we're going to do is uh, for the time that we've got left in the next few moments say about uh, 10 minutes or so we will um, of course answer more of your questions the next question that we've got uh, Mufti it says um, can Muftis please tell us what is the difference between Sufism and Ahli Sunni? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. When we speak of Sufism, then it has to do with Tasawwuf. You get the good Tasawwuf based on Quran and Sunnah. The Quran Kareem uses the word Tazkiyah. 
If you read, we are in the night of Jumu'ah. If you read Surah Jumu'ah, Surah 62, verse 2, you will find one of the functions of Mustafa, alayhi salatu salam, was yuzakihim wa yuallimuhumul kitab wal hikmah to purify them, purify them externally from kufr and shirk and to, you know, purify them from their jealousy and pride and so forth. And that is the good tazkiyah. Then today people have distorted this term. They brought about music, they brought about dancing, they brought about a lot of other things. So obviously that type of Sufism is condemned. And Ahlu Sunnah, Ahlu Sunni, as the person says, this has to do that we believe in the Quran Kareem, we believe in the Sunnah and authentic Hadith of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi and we believe in the Sahaba, the beloved companions of Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that all Mati Allah is pleased with all of them, as mentioned in the Quran, Radiallahu Anu Waradu An. So this briefly is what the term means, Ahlu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. She can indeed on to our next question, Mufti. We've been married for 25 years now. My husband wants to take another wife because I'm not doing justice to him. Can a man just take another wife for lust? Remember that there are conditions, as I mentioned previously, Surah 4, verse 3, فَإِدْخِفْتُمْ أَلَّا تَعْدِلُوا فَوَاحِدًا That if you fear you cannot do justice, then one wife only. My advice, my brother, you married 25 years, must be you around 45, 50 years old. Now you're going downhill, years old and coat. Now what do you want to take second wife for? Look after your wife and your children, and you create so much complications in your own life now. You won't do justice most of the time. So my advice to you, this is the waswasa and whisperings of shaitan. Shikan uh, Mufti, I'd like to know if it's permissible to skip your menstrual cycle during Ramadan, probably by taking some medication. And also, can Mufti please explain exactly how to make Qada Salah if you miss any Salah? If a person, a lady, wants to use medication during Ramadan, or let's add another dimension during Hajj, because they have to perform the tawaf and so forth, and they have the flights to catch, so all that will be permissible, because this is just to postpone it for a few days later. So whether it's Ramadan or Hajj, it is permissible. If you must your Salat, Allah forbid, for Fajr Salat, you make two rakat qada, Zuhr, you make four rakats, Asr, four rakats, Maghrib, three rakats, and Isha four rakats. However, the Hanafis only say you have to make qaza of the witr as well. So after the Isha four, you read three rakat witr as well as qaza. Now, Mufti, is hypnosis allowed in Islam when used to stop smoking or to lose weight or for concentration or for that matter, any other medical reasons? If it is for medical reasons, then it will be permissible. It's called tanweem. Tanweem means that to hypnotize somebody. But obviously, if it is used for haram purposes, then it's not permissible. For example, a lady, when she goes, we will strongly recommend that she takes her husband or her brother or her son with her and so that nobody can take advantage of her and so forth. So in principle, it is permissible. Now, Mufti, my dad divorced my mother when I was six months old. I am now 40 years old. Now, there's no relationship or contact uh, ever made from him. He did not contribute to my upbringing. I see him on eight days and I have no bond or feeling towards him. What is my duty towards him now, Mufti? Mustafa Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said, We the children must keep ties with our parents. وَإِن ظَلَمَا وَإِن ظَلَمَا وَإِن ظَلَمَا Even if they did wrong. After all, he is a biological father. Obviously, you don't feel a bond for him, nothing at this point in time, because he neglected you, and now after 40 years and so forth. So my advice to you, brother, is that for the sake of Allah, not for anybody else, for the pleasure of Allah, you Start making ties and contact with him, and he will apologize to you. He will ask you for forgiveness and so forth. He knows the crime and the major sin he has committed. And explain to your mother also that this is the law of Islam, that it does not mean if one person neglected us, then we... The good and the bad cannot equal. That you pay back the evil with goodness. 
وبينه أداوة كأنه ولي الحميم where there is animosity hatred it will turn out to become the best of friends so you can inshallah address and redress this issue so my advice to you my brother is that you make contact with your father and inshallah Allah Ta'ala will then join your hearts as well inshallah Shikhan final question for this evening Mufti can Mufti please explain how women uh, should count the idda for the death of a husband please when the husband passes away for example the husband passed away tonight tomorrow so from time of death you count 130 days 130 days whether you count the gregorian calendar or whether you count the islamic calendar it will not make a difference 130 days and if the lady is pregnant and her husband has passed away then delivery of the baby as all matella states so remember in a case like that, whether it is six months or seven months or one week or one month, whenever she gives birth, then the iddat will be finished of that lady. Shrikan indeed, Mufti, that then concludes all of our questions this evening. Well, as I promised, next week, inshallah, next Thursday, I will put your first your questions first in line, those that we didn't read out, inshallah. But Shrikan, to everyone that participated and listened in, uh, SMS us and phoned us with your questions. That leaves us with about three minutes for some nasiha, inshallah, Mufti. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Before I forget, let me just make the announcements. Inshallah, tomorrow, Jumu'ah, I will be in Mew Street Masjid, Zinatul Islam Masjid. So that will be the Jumma, And then tomorrow, Friday, between Maghrib and Isha, it's open to the public. I will be there for the Medina Institute. There is a program there in the Icon Building. I'm sure you know where it is tomorrow, Friday, between Maghrib and Isha. And Saturday at Al-Quds Masjid, mashallah, the Hajj Seminar is taking place from 11 o'clock right up to Isha. So, inshallah, that will be a wonderful, wonderful place to be for especially people going for Hajj and for other. My advice to you for tonight is to, we all know the war drums are beating up again regarding Syria and all these places. I beg you, my brothers, my sisters, always beg all that the innocent people will suffer the most. So we must make this dua. Rabbana la tajalna fitnatan lil zalimin. Oh Allah, do not make us a trial and a target of those people who are the zalim and the oppressors. We know what they did in Iraq, in Afghanistan, are doing in Palestine and Egypt. Oh Allah, you protect and save us through your mercy from a people who are the disbelievers. So, and Nabi Sallallahu taught us a wonderful dua for these type of occasions. Allahumma inna naj'aluka fi nuhurihim. Oh Allah, we beg of you that we place you on their necks. Allahumma inna naj'aluka fi nuhurihim. Wa and we seek your protection of Allah from the evil, the honorable imams in your Fajr Salat when you are making the kunut, make special, special dua for Egypt, for Syria, and Palestine, and the whole Ummah Muslimah. May Almighty Allah protect us all. Jazakallah khairan, brother Muhammad Zain, all the listeners. Barakallah fikum, shukran jazeelan. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And inshallah, enjoy your stay in Cape Town, uh, inshallah, Mufti, and uh, hopefully we'll see you over the weekend, inshallah. Barakallah, Shukran. Barakallah.